Hello, everyone, and welcome to Joe's Tango Podcast, where we have in-depth and meaningful conversations with various instructors, organizers, and musicians in the colorful and exciting world of Argentine tango. I'm your host, Joe Yang. Thank you very much for joining us. Today's guests are two highly accomplished dancers, instructors, and choreographers. They have a very extensive resume, which I won't have time to completely detail, but just to give you an idea, they have taught and performed all over North and South America, Europe, and Asia. They have produced, directed, and choreographed a number of tango shows, and in 2005, they established Evolution Tango in Dallas, Texas. Today, we're talking with George and Heidelby Furlong. Thank you both so much for being on the show and taking the time to talk to me. No, thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Yeah. So the first question I have is the same question I have for all the other interviewees. Can you describe the moment when you knew that you wanted Tango to be a part of your life? Oh, that we wanted it to be part of our life? Yeah. Uh, Well, you know, I kind of, uh, it was, it was, it was indirectly. What I mean by that is we actually, we started dancing after we met. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of times people meet before they or they meet through tango. We actually mm-hmm. met before. We actually bartended together. Oh neat. And yeah, yeah, we worked together, we bartended together and you know, we got together and we wanted to do something. So we actually tried some salsa, we tried mm-hmm. some different things and uh, and we actually just were like, Well, why don't we try tango? You know, and we're like, Okay, cool. You know, that was mm-hmm. kind of that way. And it just kinda of started little by little and, and apparently we had a little bit of a I guess of a knack for it. You know, mm-hmm. I guess, and uh, and it wasn't really probably till um, maybe about six, seven years after we really started doing it and kind of teaching, you know, on the side mm-hmm. that we said, well, maybe we can do this full time, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and I think it was when we realized that the you know all the classes and the and the dancing and the sometimes, you know, traveling, starting getting away of our real jobs, I guess if you want to say real in quotation marks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's when we realized like, oh, man, we can't keep up with with, you know, the, the daytime jobs that we had and mm-hmm. teaching tango. Mm. So. Yeah, I think that um, that for us, the way that it started, it was most for both of us to do something together mm-hmm. and um, so we found Argentine tango I mean George's parents are from Argentina mm-hmm. right and so at that moment he's like you know I took one class one private it's yeah. <laughs> like great I think that we can go by that yeah yeah <laughs> so mm-hmm. I think that after that you know we enjoyed doing that together as part of you know mm-hmm. of our relationship mm-hmm. is just being able to do something together Mm-hmm. And uh, little by little, we started liking the performing side of it. Okay. And um, and that's how we started it. Yeah, and like um, and like I said, it wasn't until all of a sudden we realized that that we were we were doing enough of it that you know we were like, oh man, going from our, our day jobs to this to, mm-hmm. to teaching tango, and and then we met a couple that you know basically they they kind of pushed us a little bit. They're like, well, why don't you just quit your day jobs and start mm-hmm. doing this? And yeah. Like okay, <laughs> and you know, so now here it is, you know, seven eight years later, and you know, and and we're still doing it. So yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when when you both started learning tango, was there anything about the dance that that totally took you by surprise? I know because both you've been been involved in the arts ever since you were little. I know Hadelby, you were you were dancing since you were little, and um, yes. George, yeah, George, you were a musician if I mm-hmm. remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, so. Tango, I mean, there are a lot of other dances. Like you said, you tried salsa, but um, what was it about tango um, that totally took you by surprise? 
when, when, while you were learning? Um, you know, you know, it's funny. Uh, for us, I don't know if it's necessarily the the dance itself. Mm-hmm. Well, first it was challenging, you know. Okay. But but I think I think any activity, whether it's salsa, you know, sewing, whatever it is, it's mm-hmm. always going to be challenging if you want to do it well. Yeah. Um, but um, I think for us at the beginning, I think what was nice is that probably like most social dances, it became really more of a of a social thing. There was a couple that were actually considerably older than us, but we got to be friends with them. Mm. So it was really more of like, hey, why don't we just get together and, 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 and practice a little bit? Okay, yeah, I saw this on the video. And, and, and it was really mm-hmm. more about um, just getting together with them. And, you know, actually before we even started practicing, it was always, you know, drinking a little wine, eating some food. And, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. and, uh, and really that's how we really kind of started getting into it and really started enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, like most things, the more you get into it, you start realizing that there is a lot more detail, a lot more, uh, uh, I guess, I guess technique, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. than, than you think. But I think for us, it was just really from the beginning, it was really more of how we got into it socially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, coming here to the United States when I was 16 years old, mm-hmm. I think that I was missing that side of socializing with people, sometimes you kind of get away from that when you're mm-hmm. away from your country. Yeah. So I, I think that I got involved in also because I felt a little more of my culture, mm-hmm. you know, and then just talking to people, you know, socializing with people, hugging people, mm-hmm. having people close to you. Yeah, she's which, from Venezuela. That's yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah, she's Venezuela. yeah. So at that mm-hmm. moment, I think that sometimes we don't realize how much we miss it. Yeah. until you go back to that. Mm-hmm. So my side of it, I think that I was missing it, you know, being in this country for so long and nearly by yourself, mm-hmm. without your family, that you need that that side of, you know, the physical touch, you know, as of, you know, being, hugging people, mm-hmm. kissing people, not in that way, but yeah. just like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and then it's also, you know, interacting with people with you know different things and they can definitely understand where you're coming from mm-hmm. and i think that that's what tango did for me too yeah so it for me it's just not just about the dancing of course the music mm-hmm. which that's what attracts you to it but it's what everything else around it mm-hmm. okay. yeah yeah because i mean i mean for, and i think it was kind of that way since we learned together that that idea of that it wasn't just Okay, we we gotta we gotta do this again. From from me, maybe from the leader, if I'm looking at more from a leader standpoint, uh-huh. yeah, there was this idea of like that you could, you know, I would watch a video and try to get. And there's another combination I could do, another combination. So there was always something else to do, mm-hmm. you know. But um, but I also in the back of my mind, maybe because as a, maybe as I always saw myself as an instructor, is I know that's not just for tango. I'm, I'm sure whatever obsession I probably would have got into it. There's mm-hmm. always another level of whatever you're doing. Yeah. I just happened to do, you know, I just happened to do a tango and it just happened to be something that I could do with my wife, which made it even more enjoyable yeah. in that sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. great. Excellent. Yes, yeah, so I want to switch a little bit, uh, switch gears over to, to teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what, are the, uh, what are the challenges of teaching beginners? The challenge the is actually mm-hmm. keeping them um, interested. interested. Uh-huh. 
you know, because you know how detailed this dance is. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's like, you know, you can't just tell them everything. It's kind of like when you have kids, you know, you know that they're going to have to fall down. (laughs) You know, you know that they're going to have to do this. You know it's going to happen, but they're going to have to go through that. So Mm -hmm. I think the most challenged part of it, teaching beginner, which we enjoy because that the way, you know, it's kind of a challenge, is, is, yeah, it's let them make mistakes, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. also we, we happen to teach at a studio mm-hmm. where uh, the place where we teach at is, is there's two basically ballrooms, I guess you could say, or, or rooms that we teach in. Okay. Well, you know, there's Argentine tango on one side, while the other side is salsa. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, you know, you have one side where, you know, music is going and they're all moving like crazy and they're like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. and then you have to come over to our side and it, you know, and of course the <laughs> traditional way is rock. It's different, yeah. Well, you know, and I'm like, oh man, it's, it's just almost two, mm-hmm. two, um, two different coins, yeah, two different things. So yeah. it's kind of like for us, like you know, how Elby said, like indirectly, what she's saying is like, man, they just came over from salsa. So how how can we give it that same energy and that same you know, quote, fun, I mm-hmm. guess you could say, yeah. that that will keep them interested in this dance compared to just, well, I can just go to salsa and just get a good sweat going and get fun and everybody's laughing and, and tango has this. Mm. idea or impression of having to be serious and, uh, yeah yeah and and that's I think that's where you know the challenge is is in essence mm-hmm. um, keeping them interested yeah. you know compared to compared to other dances yeah. I think that's probably the the biggest thing uh, because again like like you said from the actual teaching beginners we know that mm-hmm. not everybody has you know two feet some people have you know three left feet <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? yep. and 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 that's that's just part of it and this is that's any teaching that's teaching any beginner at, at any no, sport activity whatever it is mm-hmm. you know like i said not everybody does it like you yeah you know mm-hmm. and and it's just you know learning how to you know teach them i think also from the beginner i think what mm-hmm. i also sometimes it's not it's not a challenge but it just takes a little while is Everybody learns different, uh-huh. so you don't know that person, mm-hmm. and or a group of people, whatever, and so you don't know exactly, you know, what works for them, mm-hmm. so they understand what you're trying to show them or teach them. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes when you get somebody, you know, after you had them for three, four, five, six months, well, now you know how they learn. You know, all their little, all their little nuances of how they learn, so it's easy to modify your teaching. Mm-hmm. But when someone's a beginner, you have no idea you know, how they learn. So right. it's, it's, that's the other challenging part is trying to figure out what works for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now on the opposite, on the other side of the coin, what are the challenges of teaching more advanced dancers or more experienced dancers? What are the challenges for the advanced dancers? <laughs> is that, you know, sorry, I didn't mean to say, I, I, for me it's, it's mm-hmm. one of those, the, the teaching the advanced dancer is mm-hmm. they have, that glass of water full mm-hmm. and with a lot of information mm-hmm. and that as we all know that is information that comes from everywhere mm-hmm. you know different instructors things different ways I think the challenge is for the advance is for them to understand that yeah you have different ways of doing things but mm-hmm. what really works for you Mm. instead of thinking, I want to dance just like this professional. Uh, well, yeah. that doesn't work for you. Mm-hmm. That's not how you build. That's not how you feel the music. So I think that's one of those challenges is kind of make them understand that just mm-hmm. don't be just like somebody else trying to find yourself into your dance, which is 
tough. Yeah. Because we're not talking about just learning steps. Mm-hmm. It's just talking about understanding the way that you can dance instead mm-hmm. of looking like somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I think I think also that kind of question goes. It has two two uh, maybe you said two factors mm-hmm. in the sense of you know more advanced dancers from a teaching standpoint. Are we talking about one? Are you in a regular community all the time where you're constantly teaching them weekly? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or yeah. are you a guest instructor? Ah. You know, we've done both. So mm-hmm. you know, you you can't treat them the same. They're two different animals. Yeah. Um, you know, when we're you know when are we you know we're we're lucky enough that we can stay in Dallas and pretty much. Mm-hmm. Living Dallas, we don't have to travel to to make our living. So uh-huh. I mean, it takes a lot of work to build that up. But so we have regular advanced dancers that we see week in, week in, week out. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll take a one or two group classes up private. So you know, those you're teaching a little bit different, just because you know you can see them regularly. Yeah, yeah. So you can you can progress things a little bit different. Obviously, the I think the the, the hard part, the challenging part, when you see somebody day in day out, is you're not going to see those changes mm-hmm. week in, week out. Yeah. yeah. So we can show them something in January, and, and, and we may not see a result till July. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? yep. and, and sometimes an instructor, you're like, oh, you want to see that change, but then you got to realize, like, oh, the changes we're talking about are mm-hmm. so minute that sometimes we tell people, record yourself in January so we can see it again in July, so we can yeah. see if, if we see that change. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're, if we're traveling, when we travel – outside of Dallas and doing mm-hmm. weekend workshops, I think that's exactly what Hadelby was talking about. Mm-hmm. That's where we definitely get into, you know, what are their habits, you know, are they coming in with that glass full? <laughs> right. You know, and like you said, in China, uh, you know, give them different ideas of doing the same motion. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the challenging part about, I think, the traveling one. Okay. Um, yeah, just kind of sticking with the, um, with the learning process. Um, maybe you observe this as well. Uh, a lot of what holds back uh, the learning or holds back progression isn't any isn't a lack of ability, but it's more uh, mental obstacles. Um, what are some mental obstacles you see uh, that you observe in students, like having traveled around, not just in Dallas, but just wherever, uh, with all the communities you've, you've observed? Maybe you you might spot a student with potential, but you know you know they can do it, but they're those mental, those little voices in their head that are holding them back. What, what have you, mm. yeah. What, what? Oh, like, like, yeah, like, <laughs> like, like they, they, they could probably physically get there and they, and they, for some reason, they don't, they yeah. can't. And it's, it's, mm-hmm. um, that's actually pretty deep. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> that's kind of a deep question. But, yeah. How long do we have <laughs> <laughs> to explain that? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. like in real life, yeah. Yeah, you right. know? I think mm-hmm. you know. You know, it's funny. We've had conversations with friends and and, and you know, and instructors and colleagues, and you know, and, and we kind of make the joke about you know, you you know, you want to see how a person is personality-wise. Just look mm-hmm. at their dance. Yeah. Chances are their personality comes out in their dance. Mm-hmm. So you know, reason why I say that you know, chances are if there's some sort of probably like something holding them back mentally, something like that. Mm-hmm. Chances are they're. That's the way they are That's in real kind life. That's the way they are in real life. It probably didn't matter mm-hmm. whether it was tango or this. They, they probably are kind of that way. Mm, okay, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And, and like you, that's why I, had, I guess, you know, I'm probably going to say that's kind of a deep thing, but then now you're talking about you probably have to, you know, have conversations mm-hmm. just with that person, you know. Um, I think, you know, I think that a lot of people, they are uh, afraid of failure. That's the other uh-huh. 
you know that they are afraid that that they're gonna do it wrong mm -hmm. and they don't try it just because of that mm -hmm. and I think looking that stupid. they were looking one. stupid yeah. Yeah. you know doing it mm -hmm. and and honestly we all looked stupid when we tried it <laughs> on one yeah. time or another mm -hmm. and we all made all those mistakes so I think that mentally that's what stops a lot of people mm -hmm. they think that you know that it just everything has to be perfect and mm -hmm. with Argentine Tangle honestly and that's one of the things that we learned a lot Everything don't have to be perfect, right? You know, so mentally that's that's an issue in a lot of places. Mm -hmm. Is that you know they're afraid of, of, of looking stupid. They're afraid of just not doing it right. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like one one of our friends said is like la entrega, ¿cómo se dice? Ah, la entrega. Mm -hmm. um, uh, la entrega. If you translate it, would be like the surrendering. Basically, yeah. surrendering. I'm yeah, surrendering. surrendering. Yeah, surrendering. Surrendering. So I think that's also the issue of you know a lot of people. It's just like they don't mm -hmm. want to do that, or mm -hmm. they they don't know how to. Yeah. Like, yeah, especially when we're talking about ladies, like surrendering your 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 body to that person, you know, and mm -hmm. and and if we say it in English, surrendering just has this bad connotation to it. Right. Right. You know, we're in Spanish. We say la entrega, and I was like, oh no, you just can't give yourself. Oh, give yourself. What do you mean by give yourself? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But but yeah, and I think I think part of that, you know, kind of going back to kind of what you, what I said earlier is like, mm -hmm. you know, for us teaching, it's it's there's stages. You 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 know you if when you're talking about that mental block again, mm -hmm. wherever you go, it depends on first where are they in their dance. Okay. You know, is it literally just physically that they can't quite do it yet. It's like it's a new movement. So mm -hmm. there just needs a little bit of time. You know, that's that's sometimes what we've had at students where we've showed them our first video when we first danced. I think we've mm -hmm. been dancing three months. Yeah. Man, we sucked. <laughs> oh, oh my God, legs wide open. I mean it was horrible. Mm -hmm. You know, and some we've had students that look at that and they're like, Oh my God, there's hope. You know? <laughs> So, so, you know, and so for them, that they realized, like, that was a physical, you know, a, mm -hmm. a challenge, you know, and, uh, you know, and again, at that moment, you know, you, you, you got to just tell everybody, it's like, you know, did you learn how to literally, you know, speak the language, Eng you know, English in, in, in six months? No, it took you, you know, yeah, three, years. four, some of us are mm -hmm. still learning how to speak it, mm -hmm. you know, obviously, if someone's a little bit more advanced, it's also that understanding that, you know, your, your changes are going to be a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And and you know and kind of understanding little by little I think that's part is like also understanding how how the body works in that mm -hmm. sense of that the better you get those mm -hmm. changes are going to be so minute that you have to understand that it may take six months to a year to understand that there's going to be a change yeah yeah you know and that's why I, sometimes we're big you know especially now with everybody having a camera it's like you know record yourself check yourself out yeah because then you will notice and you go back and like oh I, I did do better I am a little bit better. Mm -hmm. But, mm -hmm. you know, you see that if, if you're looking at yourself every day, you're not going to see that change. Right. It's like the, the, the minute hand of a clock it doesn't seem exactly, to move, Exactly. Exactly. So like you know, said, so we're obviously mm -hmm. with a beginner. The great thing about a beginner, oh, my God, you see those changes off the bat. So from an instructor, mm -hmm. that's, that's so gratifying because mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. you see it right away. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And uh, but I think that that's the like except from the if you, you know kind of going back to what you're saying about that mental part I think yeah. it just depends on you know you know where are they in their dance and then sometimes you just have to look at you know are they kind of personally somewhere I mean we've all ran into people that you know everything they do they, everything is negative yeah you know and it's and if that's just the way they are I don't know if you're necessarily gonna 
Mm-hmm. Change them. Change them just for this dance. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah, that's, that, that yeah. requires a assistance off the dance floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although, although, you know, I, I like to think we're instructors slash psychologists. Yeah. <laughs> when we're teaching. Yeah, absolutely. It's amazing what you learn about people while you're working with them on the dance floor. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I'm sure it's great when when you see beginners venturing out to malangas, you know, for the first time. So for any of the listeners out there who are, you know, thinking of going to the malanga or nervous about going to malanga, um, what are some what are some malanga survival tips that you can give? Assuming <laughs> assuming they know the code that goes like the cabaseo and and line of dance and and all that, but once they're out on the dance floor. For the first time, what are what are some tips that you could you could so give? Survival people? tips. Glass of wine before Glass they wine get before. there. <laughs> <laughs> because they will be nervous. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know and uh, I, I, that's you know that's, that's that's a hard one because you mm-hmm. know I think and again we've all been there. Yeah. That when we first start off, okay. it, it, it's you're gonna again you're gonna feel like you're either bumping into people or I know as a leader mm-hmm. you know I had these let's say eight movements that, you know, patterns that I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I get a dance floor and I can't even remember one, <laughs> Yep. you know, yeah. and, and that's just part of that. And I think that part of this is the nervousness just because, you know, again, you don't want to look like a fool and, right. and, and chances are you are going to look like a fool. Mm-hmm. You know, you just have to sometimes get, get past that. Yeah. You know, it, it, part of that I think is also in your classes, if you're taking group classes, you know, where you at least kind of put in a situation, mm-hmm. you know, where, it was tight, like it would maybe it would be in a milonga, or at least you know put it in a setting. Yeah. You know, chances are, you know, how you quote, how you perform, and let's say, let's assume the milonga is kind of like your performance. Mm-hmm. Right? That's where you, how you mm-hmm. practice is how you perform. So hopefully you're put in a situation in the in the practice mm-hmm. that kind of simulates, you know, the milonga. Mm-hmm. Um, the you know the I think the biggest one, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Maybe not so much what you can do, again, because you're going to be nervous, you're going to bump into people. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing is not really what beginners can do, but it's what the better dancers in the, in the community can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if, if you're starting somewhere and you're like, oh, you're nervous, you don't really know that many people, mm-hmm. and you bump into somebody by accident, and you're a beginner, and it's obviously you're a beginner, yeah. and a dancer just looks at you yeah. and just can't believe that you bumped into him, and you get this brown little face, or mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't make you want to come back. Yeah, you know. So I think it's it's what can you know we hopefully as instructors as or even the more advanced dancers in the community you know do to hopefully make them feel welcome, welcome, mm-hmm. and you know and that it's gonna mess up. It's okay, you know. And and again, we've all been there. Sometimes we all forget that we we all really sucked at one moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But and as I said, that's why I think it's hard to to really say like as a beginner. I think like I said, just go and. And just, you know, sometimes this whole idea is like, you know, we're just dancing. We're not saving the world. <laughs> right. right. You know, and, and, mm-hmm. you, and you did this probably just to either meet people or have fun and just mm-hmm. have a good time and just try to remember that. That's the goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think and I think that yeah, also going ahead. with, a, with a, a group of people, yeah, that's, it yeah. helps too whenever mm-hmm. you're a beginner. And that's what we kind of tell sometimes for beginners to say, just, you know, get a group of you guys come into the milonga. We usually have a beginner class before the milonga, so it's it kind of relaxes them too. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. a little bit, and then they have 15 minutes to practice. And we have some people that helps kind of easing that up as of, you know, better dancers kind of ask them to dance so yeah. they feel good about it. Yeah, the beginner class, I think, that's, that's probably the one I think yeah. about that, that beginner class, because that way if you go and if you meet other beginners, you at least maybe have somebody to talk to or whatever. At least, you know, at least you found something in common. You're both starving. You know, we're yeah. both beginners. Right. So at least that's something in common. Mm-hmm. And, and like you, and how you said, chances are sometimes there may be somebody, you know, that, that's a little bit better dancer and at least you feel a little bit better, more comfortable, and, and maybe you'll get asked to dance or as a leader. you Again, I think as leaders, it's harder, but since we typically ask, mm-hmm. you know, we're always more intimidated. Yeah. Um, but I think the beginner class, I think that's, that's a big one. At least that gets you kind of, you know, your foot in the door. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for for students, you know, they get past the beginner stage. They're they're progressing right along. They become more advanced. Uh, what's your advice for more experienced dancers on how to avoid stagnation? Well, probably two things. One, you know, it's it's you know, again, it's kind of like how you are as a person. Are you mm-hmm. one that you know? Are you kind of satisfied with your dance? You know, are you always kind of looking? to improve mm-hmm. you know there's always something to improve yeah you know the hard thing is sometimes as a student when you're learning something you don't know what is that that you're trying to improve mm-hmm. you know you because again you don't there's only certain that your knowledge only goes so far right so i think that's where you know having an instructor or a teacher that that um really understands the dance or understands movement mm-hmm. you know um, because again, you may think you're doing it great, and then someone comes along and says, "Actually, try this, this, and this," and you're like, "Oh, I never thought about that." Uh-huh. You know, and and I think it's it's really having, you know, uh, like a, a again a mentor, a teacher that can really look at your dance and look at that next level that you just mm-hmm. couldn't comprehend because you didn't know how to do that at that moment mm-hmm. you know and we've all had that you know that's why like you know i, I did martial arts for years and mm-hmm. this is kind of the saying in martial arts that you know it's better to you know spend 10 years looking for an instructor mm-hmm. instead of 10 years with a bad instructor ah uh, yeah you know and and i'm sure most of us have had where we felt like you know, our dance kind of maybe got stuck a little bit and then just someone came along and just gave us this one little thing that maybe we just didn't see mm-hmm. and, and that changed our dance, you know, and at that level, you know, those little things make the big differences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and for us, I think that is also, you know, being as a mentor, it doesn't mean just only one person, you yeah. know, it's this, it could be, you know, different people can d- see different things in your dance, mm-hmm. and uh, we're a big fan of that, that, you know, sometimes when we notice that some of our students are stuck, because again, we always get stuck, we always think, okay, it's the same thing, the same classes every week, the same, the same people, <laughs> same people, so it's Say, mm-hmm. why don't you just get out? Yeah, why go. don't you go dance in other cities? Go to mm-hmm. festivals. Go festivals. Go. go enjoy it in this and come back fresh. Mm-hmm. So at that moment, they see it in a different way. They see something. He's like, oh, this instructor told me this, this, and that. It's like, mm-hmm. ah, yeah. The, what the things that we've been telling Are you the you past right? two years? <laughs> right. Yeah. 
but he heard it or she heard it in a different way, which yeah. is great. Mm -hmm. And that actually, you know, stuck with them. Because sometimes, you know, whenever you listen to the same person, you know, mm -hmm. like parents, yeah. same person every day, you're not really listening no. anymore. It sounds like yeah. Charlie Brown's teacher. Right. So again, you probably have yeah. to listen to somebody else so that way they realize, okay, this is what they really were talking yeah. about. Mm -hmm. So, and another thing that we have done here, because mm -hmm. We we trying to get these people like you were talking about that when they were there a little more advanced and they mm -hmm. kind of feel that again in a way of, of for them not to feel stuck, yeah. um, mm -hmm. which some people agree with this, some people don't yeah. agree, mm -hmm. but it have worked out for us is um, we we need to have goals. I mean, yeah. I think that a lot of people goes by goals. Yeah. And if you and, think about it, this dance is kind of a social dance, so most people's goal is just like to get better. Mm -hmm. But you know that's. That's kind of a just general goal. Right. You know, and that's, that's so in a way yeah. what yeah. we did is mm -hmm. thinking about this type of students and kind of make them better and better, mm -hmm. we actually gave all our students a goal to do a show. Yeah, like a showcase. Oh. We can call it student showcase. But, but yeah. this student showcase is mm -hmm. actually at the theater, mm -hmm. actually with lights, with costumes. Yeah, we, Just we, give we, them all that experience that we mm -hmm. have done too, and it pushes to get better mm -hmm. going to it. Again, in a different way, the lines, the feet, you know, the movement and all this. But in dance, we realized that they got better also in the social dance. Why? Mm -hmm. Because they had a place to get crazy, mm -hmm. which is on stage. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but you always, think, whenever, about, you always whenever... think about a milonga being a little bit more like, you know, don't go crazy you're with your dance to boleos, you know. Right, right. And then at the milongas, they were more relaxed. They didn't have to show everybody all these craziness that they had mm -hmm. because they had a place to do it. Mm -hmm. So if you don't, and you sometimes you realize, if they don't have a place to do it, where, where are they going to do it? Uh. At the milonga. Right. So at that moment, we realized, okay, and we always talk to them about that. I say, you know, mm -hmm. this side of it is not for you to start getting crazy and doing things at the milonga that you're not supposed to. Mm -hmm. This is the place that you have it. You practice because they had to practice all the time. Yeah. And what do, as an instructor, what do we want? We want we students to practice. practice. Yeah. But now, and now since they have a goal, they're like, oh my God, okay, July 15th, we're going to be in that show. Man, we got to get together. We got to practice. And, yeah. you know, people are practicing three or four times a week, mm -hmm. you know, which is really, as an instructor, what you want. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then it's also, uh, it's knowing how to teach him to, how to do choreographies. We mm -hmm. don't like choreographies to be, okay, you do your part, I do yeah. my part. Yeah. No. You have to make sure that you're still leading and following mm -hmm. into it. So let's say sometimes there's something leading and following, but you're going to make it bigger so that mm -hmm. way people can see it. Mm -hmm. So I think that that also, that also helps because they still feel that they are doing mm -hmm. what they're supposed to do. You're leading the baxacada, you're leading this, you're leading the voleo, mm -hmm. and instead of, in a way, faking it. Right. Yeah. Or, or like I said, you know, I remember for me personally, you know, well, Harelby mm -hmm. had just mentioned the back saccata, you know. Yeah. But I know sometimes when you're dancing social and mm -hmm. if, if there's something that you feel like you can't quite do, mm -hmm. you know, you might be a little daring, depends on your personality, and yeah. you might try it, you mm -hmm. know, with some ladies. Or you're like, you know what, I don't want it to feel, like Harelby said earlier, like we're talking about, you don't want it to feel horrible or, or feel bad or look bad, so you just don't do it. Mm -hmm. You know, and you may practice it, but you're like, eh, you know, but... 
if we say, okay, we're going to do this group choreography or a solo, mm -hmm. and we're going to put a back staccato in there. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, <laughs> you have a choice. <laughs> you either don't do the choreography or mm -hmm. you work on it yep. because it's part of the choreography. And, right. and, and for Hidelby now, you know, most of our choreographies that we had put together, mm -hmm. you know, we can kind of look back on them from when we first started. And most of it, most of them were based around what did we want to work on what, or, or what were we working on at that moment. Mm -hmm. You know, and most mm -hmm. of it were things that we really didn't feel comfortable doing. But since we said, okay, but you know what, if we put in a choreography, it'll make us do it like a back saccata, you know, mm -hmm. uh, a little shared access colgata, whatever mm -hmm. it is, but it made us practice it over and over and over because yeah. we knew we had to do it in front of people, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, and I think for students, you know, kind of, you know, that's kind of time back to the sense like, how do you get past those, those little spots of uh, where you get stuck, you know, we had a handful of students that they, you know, they kind of got over a little bump just because they're like, oh man, I felt like I was stuck and mm -hmm. I even noticed my walk got better mm -hmm. because, you know, they, they just, they weren't just walking just to be on the floor yeah. on the Milonga, they were walking to really like more walk, more presence because now they had to do it in front of, a, you know, in front of an audience, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and that changed their walk, which is ultimately what, you know, entangle what everybody wants to do well, mm -hmm. you know, once they're later on. At the beginning, all everybody wants to do was the gancho. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. but, um, but yeah, and, and, you know, and I think that idea of Hedobi Sarosi about the, the, the instructors is, is true. You know, one thing that you notice when sometimes it's, you can tell the instructors are, are either newer or more local or maybe mm -hmm. not confident is they keep their, uh, their Very students cool. within, you know, like their own little bubble. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and we're big fans of, you know, go take classes from other people. Go, go see how this person says something. You know, if it starts confusing you, well, come ask us. Mm -hmm. You know, but you know, we're we're confident enough, you know, in our teaching that we're okay with you going to somebody else. That it, it'll, mm -hmm. I go, we didn't have just one set of instructors. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and and some of them clashed what they would say, so we'd go yep. to our like primary ones and we'd ask them. They're like, well, this is, I like, oh, it's just a little stylistic, you know, mm -hmm. but um. But ultimately, it was, the goal was all the same. Yeah. yeah. The goal was the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm really glad you mentioned the back saccalis. I That's that's just my favorite step when I finally <laughs> figured out how to do that. I just kept doing it. So all my friends and humans like, oh, he's going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, so. you know, and, and I'll tell you what, what I did. You know, this is kind of funny, you know, mm -hmm. when, when I started, you know, it was really, I, I came out exactly when YouTube, you know, started exactly year. Mm -hmm. But I went to the Milongas with my little notes, you know. Uh -huh. and maybe like I said, you know, I don't know how a beginner beginner would do it, but I would mm -hmm. go with my little notes. I'm like, okay, I'm going to work on this step. You know, I would have mm -hmm. my little note and the lady, I had my own little code of what lady's leg, what's her forward ocho, my back, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and with every lady, I'm going to make that happen. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and after a while, everybody knew, you know, that I was kind of that way. And I, was, I, and I think I was kind of playful in that sense. Yeah. So, you know, you get the ladies like, ah, you're... You're working on drags this month. Mm. Like, ah, how can you tell? You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you're saying, it's like whenever I was going to work on something, I would mm -hmm. spend that every memory long. I was like, I'm going to make that work, make that work, you know. Mm -hmm. And I would pick one little thing to work on, mm -hmm. and and then eventually I would pick something else and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. but it's true, like you're saying about the Mexicana. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was just for me. That was just the holy grail for something. Yeah, years. yeah. And right now we have a lot of guys. For them, like the grail is you know enrosque. Ah. Like, you know that's like the mecca for all guys that's you know? awesome and, and that, that is so time. hard to just, if you don't have a, a lady that quote helps you you know it's hard to do what <laughs> <laughs>
That means that you guys need us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, we need each other. We need each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, you, you mentioned um, performing. This, uh, yeah, so, so when you're performing, not necessarily stage, but let's uh-huh. say when you're at a festival, and they call you up, you're performing during like, you know, in the middle of the Malanga or when your mm-hmm. students are performing. So kind of a technical question. So when they're, you know, what's, what's different? Is it, are the walks just bigger or is, uh, does everything you got to do, you got to be kind of be bigger because everyone's got to see it or what, uh, how do you're talking about like, like performing compared to like, like a social yeah, thing? But, like but, but you, yeah, but using a lot of the, the social steps, not necessarily stage. Right, right. Thing. You know, um, yeah, I, I think it's exactly what you said. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, for us, I mean, our, our, our kind of our primary instructors that we had for years and, and, uh, and they basically, you know, yeah, you know, their names are, you know, Carolina Sokoski, Diego mm-hmm. DeFalco. They basically, you know, when he was like, I think of it just everything being bigger. Okay. You, know, you have the space, so use the space. Mm-hmm. And and uh, and you know, so sometimes you you try to project things a little more. So maybe you're you would you would maybe I'm not saying that you would stand up more than normal, but you try mm-hmm. to project maybe your chest a little more. Maybe your embrace opens up just a little bit more than you would socially. Oh, okay. you, know? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you're if you're talking about a scale of one to ten, how you push with your feet. And mm-hmm. I mean, longer I may push, you know, a three or four in mm-hmm. a in a in a performance, I may be pushing like at a seven or eight. Mm. So okay. they're just they're just more that you're you're just you're just pushing more with your body. You know the 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 you may again as a whole. If yeah, I, I kind of look at it that way. It's true from a scale of one to ten. No matter what movement I'm doing, it may not just be you know a two or three relaxed. It may be five, six, seven, eight. May play more with that higher spectrum of mm-hmm. of energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, plus, that way, if you are performing, you want to show something different. You also have more dynamic. If you know socially, let's say if I stayed at three, four, three, four, five, three, four, five, well, it, it'll change not that much. But uh-huh. if I'm performing, I may go from a seven, eight to back to a three, to five, to nine, back to uh, three. Okay. So you see more dynamic changes, like in the music. You see more crescendos, more day crescendos. You mm-hmm. know, um, just so you see a little bit more variety. Yeah, basically. Okay. Um, I think because I think sometimes when we thought of a, a performance, we also mm-hmm. kind of treat it a little bit like a like a tennis match. Mm. You know, in a sense of you know tennis match. You know, if your head, you know, if we if we create movement in your head and the and the person watching their head, mm-hmm. they're going to be more <laughs> likely to watch you. If you kind of stand in the same spot, yeah. You know, we tend to sometimes space off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you know, if I can at least also create movement around mm-hmm. the floor, hopefully the people will move with me and they'll stay more active with us. You know, okay. in the public standpoint. Okay. I don't know. If, you know. Yeah, but yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. We just try to make everything just a little bit bigger. A little like bit bigger. Okay. Yeah, with more energy. Okay. Great. Now, uh, switching over uh, gears again over to uh, to Tango Communities. Now, uh-huh. you've you've visited a number in all of your travels and, and teaching mm-hmm. and performing, and uh, milongas and such. So, um, based on your own observations, what what do the effective Tango Communities all have in common? The effective yes. ones, effective yeah. One. The really, the really good ones. The really good ones, or memorable they ones. They have, to me, they have um, a handful. And I'm going to just use a number. I don't know exactly sure. a specific number, but mm-hmm. let's say they have five, six uh, instructors. Mm-hmm. Like, like when I say instructors, the couples, couples instructors. So now you're talking about you know double the number, whatever, ten, twelve. Mm-hmm. But let's say five, six couples instructors that really are are. You know, probably not not only good dancers, they're probably good dancers, mm-hmm. but just 
really good instructors. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it, it, to me, that's what I, I see, and I don't know if that's also maybe a kind of a growth thing, but mm -hmm. you know, I think that's kind of for me how it starts. Okay. You know, you could have one good couple in a city, mm -hmm. you know, and again, let's say we're talking about a big city, but you know, if we have mm -hmm. one good couple, there's only so much one couple can do. Yeah. There's a certain moment where your 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 time, your resources, you know, there's only seven days of the week. Right. You know, so, but if you have two, three, five, five, six, seven couples mm -hmm. that are all at a caliber of just a high caliber, mm -hmm. you're going to attract more people. Uh -huh. You're just going to attract more people. You know, sometimes uh, when we've gone to smaller communities, mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, and we've heard this from, from the smaller community, sometimes you have a smaller community that, you know, they have one couple, mm -hmm. that's the main couple in that city, and, you know, and they're, 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 good dancers, they're okay instructors, and the community never quite seems to grow just because there's a certain level where where students themselves, you know, they, they the instructors aren't, they don't have that knowledge mm -hmm. to push them to that next step. I see, yeah. Their knowledge, they, as instructor's knowledge, their knowledge only goes so far. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know. So, uh, let me ask you this. Sure. Um, when you when you say effective, are you mm -hmm. talking about size. Uh, like the size of yeah, the Yeah, it could be the size, or, it, or it could just be good how well organized they are, or, or uh, whatever it is that made a really positive impression on you. It was yeah, well, you know yeah. what? Actually, mm -hmm. you know, for me, it was that the positive impressions that I've gotten for mm -hmm. places that I would be into mm -hmm. that probably not necessarily have great uh, uh, level of dancing, mm -hmm. but I think that it is the way that organizers or instructors work mm -hmm. with everybody yeah. mm -hmm. as, of, as of how um, they talk to students how, again, like, you know, talk about, no, you need to stay here. You cannot go anywhere. How yeah. open yeah. they are, you mm -hmm. know, with, with the Tango community or how well they work with other organizers. Mm -hmm. I think that, that that is a very important. Again, that will mm -hmm. be the perfect world. You know, mm -hmm. every time that you have a group more than two people, you're going to have crashes, <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. discussions. But I think that it's how well you're able to to organize or or work with others in you know in the tango community you can definitely tell the results mm -hmm. go into it um mm -hmm. again we have worked with good organizers sometimes you get into with bad organizers and yeah. stuff but but again it, that's the way it goes mm -hmm. i mean sometimes it goes good mm -hmm. and bad but i think that is how for me is how well the organizers or the instructors are, you know, going around the community. Yeah, because it's kind of like, and it's true, because, you know, I think, you know, what I was saying, it kind of ties in with her mm -hmm. in the sense of, you know, the, the, the usually the, the high-level instructors from what we've seen and, you know, people that we've worked with mm -hmm. usually are not types that kind of keep everything in. These are my students. Mm -hmm. Again, those are always tend to be, you know, the kind of, more local, maybe they, they have a second job. Tango is just something they do, quote, for a hobby. Yeah. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, and uh, and they're the ones that tend to keep it in a, a, typically a little bit more. We're like, what I'm saying is like the high level ones are, are more like how we said, we tend to be more open. It's like, go, go, go. Because we right. want the communities just to grow. I want to go to Milonga with 400 people. Yeah. You know, type of thing. And, and then, like, probably, like I said, and, and the organizer, and probably what I would add to Hadelby, a lot of times mm -hmm. the organizers, 
or sometimes not instructors. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's a good thing sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, I think sometimes, I don't know if this comes from the instructors or students, sometimes, you know, students get in this thing of, you know, they really start following one set of instructors, yeah. you know, or instructor, mm-hmm. and anything outside of that is like, no, I follow this person, I follow this person. Yeah, yeah. You know, I have, we get a little tunnel vision, and mm-hmm. the great thing sometimes about having a, a good organizers that aren't instructors, they tend to be more um, neutral. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's always good when, you know, like when, when, the, when, the, when they have organizers that don't teach sometimes, since they are more neutral, more people are likely to go to that. Mm-hmm. So, and then we also are organizers. We yeah. usually bring our instructors to Dallas yeah. too, mm-hmm. you know, to keep us straight anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you know, also, so at that moment we do, as an organizer, the way that I would respond to that is, Again, we are instructors. This is what we do as a profession. Mm-hmm. And then we bring somebody. Now, when you have a group of people that you are honest with them, they're going to trust you on whatever you bring mm-hmm. here. So at that moment, yes, yeah, sometimes we bring our instructors that we even you know, learn different things with them, but they may set it in a different way mm-hmm. into it that you know, it may confuse the, the students, but they are willing to listen to that because as us as an organizer, it's not that, no, you need to come because we need to make the money. It's right. like, no, you need to come because you need to listen to what they have to say because I know mm-hmm. it's going to help yeah. in some ways going to it. So, again, that's why sometimes we're kind of just a little picky as an organizer mm-hmm. because if we don't know how they teach, we don't know how they are with people. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we, we our, not, our, student, our students are trusting us, so yeah. we need to know what to say and make sure that, that it is going to be okay. It doesn't matter the style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're talking about more the personality and the way they right. teach, yeah. not the way mm-hmm. they dance. Everybody would love the way they dance, yes. but for us it's so important for them to be able to explain to our students mm-hmm you know, in a way that they can understand it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and then like, and so, you know, kind of tying back all in is like, basically is, as you're saying, is like to us, it's kind of like, who, who yeah. yeah, who kind of is at the, at the top, when I say top, you know, more like in the community and like, you know, like any company, like the, you know, it's, it kind of starts from the top, the CEOs and all that, you know, so mm-hmm. who are the instructors, who are the organizers? And chances are, if, if they're open, good people, mm-hmm. they're probably going to attract good and open people (laughs) right exactly you know so it depends on what kind of culture you're creating yeah excellent Great. Sorry, it was a little longer than probably you expected. <laughs> no, no, I, no, that's great. I, I love, yeah, it's great hearing your insights. That One thing I love, so I've only interviewed a handful of people, and I have a growing list of folks that I want to talk to. But, yeah, it's been great getting everybody's insights, and I think that the people listening are going to get a lot out of this, definitely. Yeah. 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 So, and, uh, and, like, and like you're saying, probably everybody's experience, obviously, mm-hmm. is going to be a little bit different because how, you know, how they learn, how they grew up, where did they come from, all yeah. that makes it big difference mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly great well i think this is you've given us a lot of a lot of great information to stuff to, to think about uh so where can we find out more about you um well for us i mean we have a you know we have a website it's www.evolutiontango that's just one word evolutiontango.com okay. mm-hmm. the and, uh, and you know even there you can find us you know through facebook or something like that if you go on the evolution tango the mm-hmm. the hard thing about facebook sometimes for us is my wife's name, Hadelby, you know, mm-hmm. usually most people, mm-hmm. we always make a joke that most people know us as George and Hadelby, 
They're like, who? They're like, Georgian. Oh, yeah, I know who they are. So, but evolutiontango.com is the easiest place to, to kind of find out. But again, there's a little link for, for us on, on Facebook and stuff like that. And, okay. Great. Uh, yeah, so in the show notes, I'll have that. I'll have that up there for for people to see cool. when the when the um, program goes on air. All right. Um, thank you again, and uh, safe travels to wherever you're heading off next. And and best of luck Please. to all of you. And if I'm in Dallas, I will definitely look you up. Please do. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, thank you, you so much, much for thank your you for time. Everything. Sure. Thank you. All right. Okay. Take okay. care, and we'll hopefully see you again sometime soon. Yes, yes. sir. Okay. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs> bye. Well, that was a fun conversation and there was a lot of information to go through. But one of many things that stuck out to me was when George and Jarobi talked about the positive impact that setting goals has on our tango dancing. If you have the opportunity to perform with friends, definitely give it some serious thought. Even if you're a beginner, committing to a performance is a great way to motivate yourself to practice and improve your tango. But even if performing isn't in the cards just yet, that's okay. There are other goal-setting activities you can do as a beginner, such as learning a particular figure or going to a milonga and requiring yourself to dance a certain number of tandas. Those are just a few ideas. I'm sure you can think of others. But make the effort to set goals and celebrate milestones. So thank you again, George and Heidelby, for your insights. And to all of you listeners, thank you again so much for tuning into Joe's Tango Podcast. If you enjoyed this program, it would mean the world to me if you could take one minute to head over to iTunes, leave a five-star rating, a review, and remember to subscribe. We'll have more shows coming to you weekly. I'm Joe Yang. Talk to you again soon.